Need some activities to do this weekend? We've got you covered. This is What's on Tap on Wisconsin's Afternoon News. Ready for some fun this weekend? Absolutely. What do we got? (laughs) Well, a few great suggestions. I'm going to call them great because one of my very favorite Ethnic Festivals is back. Polish Fest! Yes, that's so fun. Kicks off tomorrow, Friday through Sunday at Henry Meyer Festival Park. You know it as the Summerfest grounds down on the lakefront. Polish culture of all kinds. Yes, you've got the polka music and the polka dancing. Mm-hmm. There's, I love the folk dancing and the colorful costumes, yeah. so that always sucks me in. Then There's always chowing down on pierogies. Mm. They've got the official... <laughs> uh, Polish beer that they bring in from Poland, usually Tischki uh, beer. Tischki, yeah, we've yeah. had that before. We have. We've had the uh, Polish vodka, we too. Had, uh, Chopin, Peter Dorda, was the guy who kept delivering that to us. Right I to remember our... his name because I remember everyone's name who brings me vodka. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and they will have vodka tastings and <laughs> the big tents with the traditional arts and crafts that are just fascinating and great to stroll around and see uh, all the other people whose names end in ski. Yeah. Lakefront fireworks they call the Big Boom Ski. That's so fun. Saturday... The Big Boom Ski. <laughs> Saturday night, 10-15. Polish Fest and Art 64. This is kind of like March Madness meets outside painting. It's the second annual arts competition, Art 64, on the streets of Wauwatosa tomorrow and Saturday. So what happens is 64 different artists compete bracket style. You get to stroll around, see these artists in action. They have about an hour time limit for these different themed paintings. That's so fun. It is. It really is fast-paced. Uh, the arts page on Milwaukee PBS, we featured it last year, so I'm thrilled that it's coming back. But here's the deal. All these artists, one artist is going to win $20,000. So it's worth seeing, and, and it's nice to see the artists get paid. The, the economy. Awesome. Uh, ben Otten of Oconomowoc won last year, so we'll see if he defends his title. Love it. There's a new beer garden. Isn't that always good news? <laughs> this one's downtown on uh, in Catalano Square in the historic Third Ward. A new spot to sip beer and adult beverages. You can also enjoy live music. This is going to have a custom two-level bar with a rooftop stage where acoustic concerts will happen Thursdays and Saturdays. Sweet. Well, yeah, picnic tables to lounge and socialize. Also, beer barrels turned into high-top tables. So that will kick off tomorrow and will be Wednesdays through Sundays all the way through Ooh, September. Excellent. How fun. Yeah. And then, you know, we're not just a Harley city. We like all kinds of motorcycles uh-huh. around here. The Brewtown Rumble, presented by Royal Enfield, will be Sunday at Boone and Crockett down on National Avenue and Water Street. And this celebrates vintage motorcycles, 1987 and prior, if you want to see some really hmm. cool motorcycles. And you don't have to ride if you just enjoy seeing chrome and two wheels and some cool motorcycles. It's the place to be. And there's going to be live music and, of course, some vendors to shops. So that is Sunday, 11 to 5 at Boone and Crockett on Water Street. Cool stuff on tap. And you can uh, see if, you, if any of that uh, piques your mm-hmm. interest, WTMJ.com. You'll find it. I'm going to get to Polish Fest, I think. That's a lot of fun. Big day in Wisconsin politics and policy. An agreement announced today that would allow... Elected officials in Milwaukee City and Milwaukee County to raise sales tax or implement a sales tax. A big deal has been reached. A negotiation is over. Charles Benson, TMJ4 News, has been covering this part of the story since the beginning. Charles, good afternoon. Good afternoon. I wanted to begin with this part of the story. So yesterday, uh, Robin Voss says, we need to get this done soon or it's going to be dead. Senate Majority Leader Lemahieu comes out and says, we need to get it done today. 
or we're done with it. We're not going to discuss it anymore. You've covered politics for a long time. Was that posturing, or does this kind of thing actually provide real leverage sometimes that can lead to something being accomplished? Look, I've spent many years there covering this, so everybody wants to put, you know, sort of a timeline and a deadline. I, I kind of compare this to our debt ceiling crisis, right? They were like, hey, you got to do something before June 1st here or else, right? And I think it was winding down. They want a budget passed by the end of June, so we were getting, uh, you know, closer and closer to this. What really is, what really happened today is you saw what bipartisan does. You got big wins for Republicans and big wins for Democrats. What is going to be interesting to me as the conversation, the hard conversations that were happening in Madison now shift back to Milwaukee, where the mayor is going to have to try to sell this deal with the common council and the county executive will have to try to sell this deal within the county board of supervisors. Both those bodies fully, completely understand the financial situations that they face in the city and in the county. But they're also being asked to accept other things that don't just address the fiscal crisis. And that's why I'm going to be curious to see a couple things. One, when this goes to a vote among state lawmakers in the Assembly and in the Senate, how many Democrats are signing on to this proposal? Because keep in mind, it's the governor who made a deal with state Republican lawmakers, and the state Republican lawmakers have the votes, they believe, to pass this deal. Well, in the city of Milwaukee and within the county of Milwaukee, there are not a lot of Republican voters or Republican elected leaders. So I'm curious to see how many in Madison Democrats, that is, vote for this. And what will that tell us on the chances of it passing within the Common Council and the County Board? We know it's two-thirds. So in the Common Council, they need 10 votes out of 15, 12 votes out of 18 at the County Board. That's the math. And I think that's where the debate moves soon as we see this coming out of Madison. Charles, what are a couple of the things that you believe local leaders are most upset about having, as one of them told me today, rammed down our throats by this piece of legislation? What do they not like? I I think they're going to look at the fact that you have Madison telling them how to spend money. Now, clearly, the, the proposal to increase the sales tax is to deal with the fiscal crisis, the pension situation. And they want to make sure every dollar raised in the city under that 2% sales tax goes to address this financial, huge financial obligation. But then there's things in here about resources that have to go into Milwaukee public schools and a big shift in the city of Milwaukee, which has, some would argue, the most powerful fire and police commission with members who are not elected by the public. And they wanna see the policy changes within the police department go to the police chief. In other words, giving the police chief more power than the fire and police commission. So I think when the common council votes on this idea, they're not looking at just what will it mean to deal with the fiscal crisis, but what about these other things that they're being told they need to accept? And by the way, can't amend, right? The amendment process is in Madison. They're stuck with, here's the deal, accept it, or reject it. Chief political reporter for TMJ4, Charles Benson, with us here live on WTMJ. 
want to ask you about a national story. Uh, Mike Pence announces that he is in and had this interesting thing to say. Listen to this, Charles, then we'll discuss it. January 6th was a tragic day in the life of our nation. On that day, President Trump also demanded that I choose between him and the Constitution. Now voters will be faced with the same choice. Very strong words from the former vice president talking about the guy he served under, Donald Trump. This is going to be fascinating, Charles, to watch this dynamic because Donald Trump won't pull any punches and Mike Pence comes out firing. So what's interesting to me is that nobody right now currently running in the GOP field knows Donald Trump better than the former vice president. They worked together for four years. And for those four years, you could argue that the former vice president was very loyal to the president, which is why the soundbite that you played continues with this quote. Anyone who puts themselves over the comfort over the Constitution should never be president of the United States. And anyone who asks someone else to put them over the Constitution should never be president again. And those were, I thought, the strongest words coming from the former vice president on his on the person he served for four years. Now, having said that, I get it. He's running for the office. Mike Pence wants to be the next president. But when you look at his speech and how he specifically calls out the former president on a number of issues, not just this one, but on abortion, on the war in Ukraine, on um, a number of issues that he thinks that the former president, Donald Trump, has abandoned in these conservative principles. But this is his challenge, and the challenge for all the other candidates. Donald Trump is in this race to win it, and right now the former president has a commanding lead in the polls. And so does what Pence say ring true with voters who are looking for, if not Trump who, or not DeSantis who? That's his biggest challenge, because right now the former vice president is polling in the single digits. TMJ4 chief political reporter and anchor Charles Benson. Always great perspective, Charles. Thank you so much for being with us. You're welcome. It is 525 at WTMJ. Never miss a single moment from Wisconsin's afternoon news. Thanks to Geist Garage Doors. You can now listen to the show anywhere you get your podcasts. Apple, Spotify, Google, WTMJ.com, and more. All the big interviews, serious topics, and fun conversations right at your fingertips. The Wisconsin Afternoon News Podcast presented by Geist Garage Doors. Don't think twice. Call Geis. Wisconsin's Afternoon News on WTMJ. Everyone knows it's windy. Yeah, dig it back into the archives. Meteorologist Brian Nesnansky is with us. Hey, pal. It was having a little association to get us going here. You know your oldies groups. Way to go. Nice. <laughs> I do. Yeah, there was, <laughs> there was many a day riding in the back seat of the car. Uh, with my parents, what was it, ninety five point seven back in the day, right? <laughs> For sure. Where are you today? Uh, we're out in uh, Fredonia uh, today, uh, right off of uh, fifty seven here in Fredonia. Little park and ride. I, I drive by here quite often. I knew we would have some good feel, uh, good views of. Uh, farm fields for backdrops uh wanted a setting to be able to tell the story about drought conditions yeah. it's official now guys the drought monitor mm. was released this morning and we are now under a moderate drought across the area 
Oh, that's not great news, but I guess the kind of good news is maybe this weekend we'll get some actual rain. Yeah, it's possible, guys. It, actually, it's looking pretty likely that we're going to get some rain this weekend. Sure, there's still time for this to change. Uh, but right now, I mean, I know on the flip side, too, I mean, it's a huge weekend. You got a uh, Tosa Greek Fest, you got Polish Fest, you got graduation parties galore everywhere. I don't want the rain to, to completely ruin everybody's plans, um, but we do need the rain. Thankfully, it looks like maybe the bulk of this moves in late Saturday night and into Sunday morning. I, I think most of Saturday is dry, and maybe we get this the larger batch of rain out of here by the time things get going on Sunday as well. Oh, that sounds like a pretty uh, pretty good deal. You know, Niz, we talk about drought every year a little bit, but usually early June is not when we're really talking about it. Yeah, this is early. Um, you know, we went through May, which can be our wettest month. June, which is on average our wettest month. Uh, so we're a week into June now with virtually besides the 1100s of rain inch of rain that we got what, a few days ago, we've gone through pretty much like the core of the, the, you know, since the farmers, you know, planted the core of that time frame without any rainfall. And that's no good for them. From what I gather from the farmers, just kind of casually talking around, they're in dire straits now, and they're going to be in a really big issue if by this time next week they don't they don't we don't pick up any rain. Um, you know, there's some farmers who have the means to irrigate. There are some mm-hmm. that don't. Um, you know, it's all you know budgetary for them. It's going to be a big problem if we don't get this rain this weekend. And is how does all these forest fires in Canada affect the weather? It, it, yeah. it does, I would say, does that actually change things? You know, that is, that's a really, really, that's a good question. And I don't think anybody knows specifically the answer to that. Obviously, the fires originated from dry conditions, but there is something that can be said, whether it had an effect on our dryness as well. If you have a layer of smoke that is above, that definitely minimized our temperatures a little bit on some of these times when we could have had some convective thunderstorm development. It was a little bit cooler because we had the smoke overhead. So maybe that did prevent some development of storms during this time frame, and maybe we'll continue to see that. There could be some correlation there. I haven't dived into it deeper than just thinking, okay, five degrees cooler. Naturally, we're a little bit more stabilized at times when we could have seen some rain. And it just also has those elements of soot and grit in the air. So Absolutely. Yeah. I mean, this is uh, I mean, the stuff that they're seeing out east um, is worse than what we had. And we had a couple of days where you could just tell that, you know, that this stuff is in the sky floating around here, bad, poor air quality and stuff. And um, hopefully we're done with the, the really bad stuff. We might have a little bit of haze and whatnot. But but, yeah, no, it's uh, definitely a bad scenario out east. However, the pictures I saw out east today look a little bit better than what they did yesterday. All right, Niz, please lead us through the forecast. What are we looking at starting tonight? All right, so as we head into tonight, another nice night. I mean, the, the thing with this, it's been a really, really nice stretch of weather. Oh, it's just beautiful. Need the rain. It's been awesome. Clear skies again tonight. Low temperature will go down to 53 in Milwaukee, some upper 40s inland. 81 for tomorrow, or, or excuse me, 76 tomorrow, sunny skies. Inland gets up to 81. And then on Saturday, 81 degrees for everybody with a chance of showers and storms in the afternoon, about a 20 to 30% chance that chance of rain becomes likely Saturday night and into Sunday morning. 
High temperature 66 only on Sunday. Still a chance of a few showers on Monday. There's a chance this low kind of stalls out and we get wraparound showers on Monday and again on Tuesday with highs in the upper 60s. I think I'll give up my Monday and Tuesday. Make yes. those really stocky <laughs> days, like rainy, like like get for like three inches out of that, and then we'll be good for a while, right? <laughs> you got that right. I like the way you're thinking is meteorologist Brian Nisnansky. Thanks. All right. See you guys later. Hope your Thursday is going well. And I hope nobody took your lunch out of the refrigerator. <laughs> at Not work. today. Has that ever happened? <laughs> yes, it has. <laughs> it's a terrible, terrible feeling. You think it's happened by accident or you think it's happened oh, no. purposefully? Uh, on purpose for sure. When we were at the <laughs> other facility on Capitol Drive, my lunch was, we had a, we had a rash of lunch thefts. Sometimes people would take half your lunch out. I'm not exaggerating. I had a peanut butter and jelly sandwich that I had cut in half, and they took half the sandwich and left the other half in the Ziploc bag. Well, I, the alternative <laughs> is you really risk your life with the wheel of death is what we called it. I remember having a, a just kind of a, just hunger pain at 4 a.m. doing the morning show, and I got a patty melt. Yeah, that was a bad move. Oh, oh boy. I would have been better off stealing lunch <laughs> and suffering the wrath. Did you, steal, did you ever steal a lunch out of the fridge I, there? I never did. And I used to get a lot of emails, or we all did, from Vivian King. Remember her from Channel Of course. 4? I just saw her the we, other day. We used to joke that there was some sort of cooler that had all her stolen lean cuisine meals yep. in it. Oh! <laughs> she was always sending emails. And they were always getting stolen. <laughs> and she kept, terrible. But she kept bringing them into work. So. I, mean, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, they were pretty good. I mean... It was like every two weeks. <laughs> like, poor yeah. Viv. Well, I found a funny article about... Because I, I think we've all experienced it. But how far would you go to try and figure out who it is stealing your food? Because this also happens at home if you have roommates or maybe back in college. So there's a gal who uh, decided she's English, so I already like her. But who in her flat was taking her milk? Like, stop using my milk. Okay. So what did she do? Uh, She, quote, poisoned her milk. She put salt in it. Oh, gosh, that sounds terrible. Now, she doesn't say exactly how she figured out who it was, but the milk stealing stopped. Yikes. <laughs> a salty milk. But I feel like that's pretty innocent, considering... It is. It is. What, the, what I've heard people put in sandwiches, yep. I, yep. it's, it's a vile bodily function that I could tell you about, but oh, way God. back... At, but this is way back at a rock station in the 90s, oh. and he was mad because, again... He put lunch in there, the sandwich was gone, it was always gone. So he, you know, it was sort of like me putting a hair in someone's meal. It was like, there you go, that'll fix it, that person's wagon. Even if I never find out who it is, he had smug satisfaction that he had created a disgusting meal for someone. So at this Channel 4 location that we were talking about, (laughs) well, it's Channel 4 and WTMJ Radio, when I was at Channel 4, our I-team, we took cameras when this was going on, and we <gasps> put cameras inside the refrigerator. That's smart. <laughs> put hidden cameras so, in the fridge. Well, it so sounded good. like a smart idea, but all we got was a lot of shots of arms reaching in and stealing. <laughs> you could see the arm reaching in and stealing a lunch. And, because of the light, yeah. And all we could tell was that it was somebody who was wearing a blue shirt or somebody who had a black and white watch. So we were never able to really capture, but then we told everybody that we were putting cameras in their fridge, and that was enough. That's when it finally stopped. Brutal. Oh. I love the creativity there, though. That's good. That's yeah. Good. I mean, we tried. That's using technology for, for the good. I mean, if somebody's that hungry, I will give you a couple dollars just 
Well, here at the Avenue, I'd need to give you $17 to get a lunch. That's but fine. I, 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 please, just don't take my lunch. That is the worst feeling. It's And it's it's just so disrespectful. And then I also wonder when that person's rifling through, unless your name is on your lunch bag. Right. You know, is it is it really just I don't care I'm going to scavenge or is it purposely like oh I know John has the green lunch bin oh, I'm going to purposely eat his okay, stuff. Okay, so and this Could has be. happened to me at, at, here at the Avenue where I've I've brought something but maybe didn't eat all of what I brought and then I opened the fridge and I was like I'm pretty sure that's my yogurt in there. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty. I, I didn't label it right, but I'm pretty sure that's my yogurt. It was in my container and I ate the rest of my container and put it back in. Like I'm I'm trying to recall. Well, I'll just eat it. Right. <laughs> oh, so you eat it, like even if so, you don't worry if it's somebody else's that you might be. That might be his. Nah, I, nah, maybe yeah, it's I, mine. I, I usually feel pretty confident it's mine. Right. I have weird flavors of yogurt, so I don't feel like anybody else is diving into the same pool that I am. So I used to have a I used to have a drawer at my old desk at the other place, and I would keep cans of soup in there oh, and some granola bars, like an emergency. Well, that never lasted, but I did. <laughs> and I'll never forget one day I had to work late. It was an election night. And I had intended to run out between the end of the newscast and election coverage. I didn't have time. And the whole time I kept thinking, well, I got the can of soup. I have that can of chunky soup in my desk drawer. And I went in there and the soup was gone. The bowl was gone. (laughs) It was just it was gone. And that was the crankiest election night ever. Oh, like, no doubt. Like, it, like, it's terrible if it gets missing out of the fridge, but then I felt violated like somebody had gone through my desk, too, and stole the damn can of soup. And we're all adults here. Right. You know, it's like... Yeah, leave a note. <laughs> right? <laughs> right? If you ding somebody's fender, right, when you party, just leave a little note. Yeah, or at least leave a couple bucks. Something. I, I took your soup. Here's here's two yeah, bucks. I'm dying today. Yeah. Uh, here's all I got. Yeah. yeah, that's how you shift that around. You say, oh my gosh, thank you so much. You saved me last night because I had to work late and I was about to eat my arm off. Here's a can of chunky soup back at you. Yeah. You know, like just Even if you don't sign your name. Replace it. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right. Just exactly. Don't, I don't even Be the know soup who it is. fairy. Yeah. That's pretty ingenious. Salt and milk. Salt and I milk. I bet that was a disgusting gulp of milk. <laughs> I bet it got their it attention. Luckily, it wasn't a spit take. But, yeah. you know, there's also the people who will put in a, you know, like the X-Lax brownies. I think there are people yeah. who would be much more vicious um, Oh, yeah. I've done that to my brother. Girl. That's a good one. <gasps> oh. Yeah. <laughs> you da- what, what have you dared your brother to yeah, eat? I was like 12, and he was in high school, and like, I just, I don't know, I like to cook. and ah, I, a shot. I just funny. feel like brothers dare each other to eat gross stuff. Yeah. Yeah. No <laughs> doubt about it.